0: Hello and welcome to Beyond the To-Do List. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This week, I get to welcome back a friend of mine for his third appearance on this show, Dave Delaney. We're going to be talking about networking productivity online and offline. So if you struggle with that, like I do, as you'll hear in this episode, we've got some great tips and tricks and ways for you to... Get more out of or more intentionally start doing actual networking with online tools as well as offline tips and tricks. In fact, Dave was so generous that he decided to offer something up for the audience. Dave just started something really cool. It's a networking community called Networking for Nice People. You're going to hear us talk about that a little bit in the episode. But essentially, it's a $30 a month exclusive networking club that Dave is putting on, and Dave does everything well when it comes to networking. He decided he would offer listeners of this episode and this podcast a $10 a month discount that they could lock in moving forward using the code to do. This code is good for the next four weeks from the release of this episode, which is February 7th. So for the next month, you can get into Networking for Nice People from Dave Delaney, network with awesome people, and you can lock in a $10 a month discount moving forward. To take advantage of this, go to networkingfornicepeople.com and use the discount code TODO. I want to say thank you again to Dave for that generosity, as well as for this great conversation. Enjoy. This week, it is my privilege to welcome back for the third time, Dave Delaney. Welcome back, Dave.
1: Well, thank you for having me back. Third time's a charm.
0: Yes, it is. Well, I mean, the first time was good. The second time was good, too. So, I mean, we heard okay. good things both times. You know, first time you came in and you talked all about networking because that's your shtick, you know. And yep. then the second time you went into deep productivity mode with, like, uh, how, you know, how to get work done when you're working from home, which is, one, don't work at your couch. Uh, You right. talked about <laughs> your killer calendar, which I think is awesome. Yes. And uh, so this time – Let's let's kick it off with uh, you being the psychologist, and I'll lay down on the couch and give you my networking problem, and let's see if you can help me start networking productivity-wise or productively—that's the better word. Okay, uh, I like this. So we'll start off this way. I, like a lot of people uh, out there, are a, are an I are an introvert. Now, I am <laughs> an introvert, and for me, technology helps me network better, or even at all. I mean, it's not that I'm like shy. Again, there's that whole thing where introvert, extrovert equals shy versus out or outgoing. Mm. Uh, and that's not a proper SAT question equivalent. Uh, those things aren't, you know, linked together. Like, so in other words, introvert is not shy. Uh, it's just how you recharge. I get charged up by being by myself. Uh, that right. said, you can hear me. I'm excited to talk to you right now. And and again, I'm an introvert. I don't know. What are you? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I think you're an introvert.
1: Uh, you know, it's a good, really good question, actually. I'm not really even positive. Like, I definitely am an extrovert around people when i'm in more control so i've had a lot of networking events over the years and conferences that i've co-founded and things like that so when i'm sort of in or or i do a lot of public speaking and so when i speak i'm sort of the center of attention after that so i have people coming to me and it's easier of course Mm -hmm. um but i am sort of introverted too i like the quiet I like quiet times. I like silence. so I can focus on work, and so um, I would say I lean more extrovert. I'm definitely a people person. I love. I love. Well, yeah. And I know, regardless, introvert extrovert. Yeah. People you
0: you but definitely. You definitely are. I, I, my question is, is though, do you feel like, say, you've spoken, and then you've mingled with people after because you've spoken? How long can you last before you're starting to feel like, OK, I need to walk away for a minute and like recharge or get a drink and and not be with people?
1: Oh, yeah, that definitely happens. But I think that happens regardless of whether you're an introvert or extrovert. Oh, I mean, you know, I really think, you know, you have just if you're you know, if you've given it all you got to speak and that's what I do, I'm, I'm, I love speaking. When I when I'm on stage and I'm speaking, I'm high energy, I'm using a lot of humor and I'm bouncing all over the place and I'm having fun. And so but, you know, it's like if you do acting, um, you know, it's exhausting at the end of it. Um, And then talking to people, you still have that energy, that buzz. But it gets to the point afterwards where you just need to rest because you've been talking nonstop for an hour or two or mm-hmm. three, depending on how long the after party goes. So, yeah, it gets to the point where you're just exhausted and you just need to take a break and, and have some quiet, both for your own voice and then also just for your own sanity, I think. Yeah.
0: So, I, you know what? I, I have never thought about that way, but I think that's actually true for both introverts and extroverts. I think it's really just a matter of how long you can you can – uh, be face to face with people and interacting and enjoying them. And again, extroverts are going to get recharged by being around those people. So I guess they can they can last a lot longer. It's all it's almost like they are a rechargeable battery.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while they're yeah.
0: interacting. So.
1: Yeah. No, I can see that for sure.
0: So, but okay. So to get back to my problem, <laughs> uh, why I'm here, Doc, is that uh, I oh, struggle with networking. Especially when in kind feeling like you 're in you know overload mode and and what I mean by that is you know say you 've got a day job and you 've got a family and you also have like this side thing like I do with this podcast, so
1: mm-hmm. then
0: how do you fit in making sure that you 're not you know losing contact or not staying in touch with people like I had a person text me that text text me the other day. And uh, he said, "Hey man, haven't talked to you in a while. You know, was thinking about you. Hope things are going well." And I'm like, "Dang it! I feel guilty for not keeping in contact." And it's it's right. on me, but it's also on them. But still, like especially when you want to be proactive and be outgoing to the fact of like looking at people's stuff that they're doing online and commenting. I mean, there's 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 I mean or even through email or phone calls, whatever. We got all these different channels. I, I feel like it's overwhelmed when it comes to to networking. And so I kind of shut down, especially when I already feel like I've got so much other stuff to do. What do right. you say to that?
1: Well, first of all, tell me about your mother. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding.
0: <laughs> well done.
1: You were on the couch, so I figured. <laughs> um, no, I, and that's a legitimate concern because I suffer from it too. And it's part of the reason why I launched Networking for Nice People, which is a new... You know, community of people surrounded around the theme of networking, but doing it in a nice, good way, as opposed to like those horrible events where you need to shower afterwards or, you know, where you're just like, I feel so dirty. That was horrible. People whipping business cards at you and such. Um, And the theme of February is nurturing relationships, like how to nurture the relationships that you have. January, the theme was, you know, how to meet new people. And and meet the right people for for whatever reason you need, you know, those types of people that you need to meet. So February is sort of around the idea of nurturing these relationships. And I suffer from it, too, because I'm like you. Like, I have a lot of friends, a lot of relationships with people that it's just it's, – it's impossible to check in with everybody every day because then you would get nothing done as far as work. I right. mean, you know, our families need to eat. And so do we. So I use a CRM. I use Contactually. That's a CRM I like. And what I do is using this, I can track how often I need to check in with people. I can track when I last checked in with folks. And and that helps even as simply as allocating a little bit of time each day to follow up and check in with people. Like even if it's 30 minutes, you know, 12 o'clock lunchtime, 1230, let's spend 30 minutes just doing this and going through your fa- your Twitter direct messages, going through your Facebook private messages, going through Instagram messages, Snapchat through your uh, inbox or, or better yet, your sent folder of the emails that you've sent and follow up with folks who you haven't heard from in a while. That's one way to do it. And just allocating some time to doing that. If you're using a CRM, as I said, it can help you keep track of how frequent you're, you're following up with people. Another thing I like to do, I subscribe to feeds of a lot of popular blogs, or not popular, but a lot of blogs that I, I like and a lot of people that I like. So I keep an eye on what they're doing, and I'll check in from time to time, read their blogs, leave a comment. But it's really about allocating some time in a day to doing this um, so that you're not going to proactively doing it all day.
0: Okay. So I what I hear you saying is that we need to start maybe prioritizing blocking out that time and mm-hmm. saying you know, and even if even if it was only for 5 minutes but you knew it was that 5 minutes at that same time, or even even if it's a different time, but maybe if you could mm-hmm. knock out five minutes daily and you knew right where to go, like source wise, like say you subscribe to 10, 20, uh, maybe that's overkill, but you know, 10 to 20 or however many uh, mm-hmm. RSS feeds of blogs or podcasts just to check in and see what people are putting out and yeah. see if it's worth commenting on slash sharing, etc. Even just that, that bear, yeah, know, just maybe deciding what's your bare minimum, I guess.
1: Right. One example, like one thing I do, because sometimes if it's somebody you haven't talked to in a long time and they're not in your feeds and they're not, maybe they don't have a blog or or, or whatever the case may be. And, and for whatever reason, their content or they're not appearing as often as you'd like in your feeds or in, on social media and so on. I know I mentioned networking for nice people, but I created a newsletter there. It's free. And, and I have a daily a Monday tip and a Friday tip on networking. They're like simple tips and they're about social or in person. And one of those tips I just wrote was something I do where in G, I use Gmail, but you, know, you can do this with whatever email service you have. You can search for messages sent through like before a certain date and after a certain date. And so I will look back at the conferences I attended in a year because I speak at a fair amount of conferences. And so I'll look back at the conferences I attended and pick one. And then I will do, I always follow up with the people I meet. This is extremely important in networking, of course. So I always follow up and say, you know, Hey, Eric, it was great to meet you at Social Media Marketing World, blah, 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 blah. And then what I would do is, you know, maybe it's a year later or six months later, I would do a search in Gmail for messages sent just after that conference and like before the beginning of the next month or something. So those are the perimeters of the dates. And then I'd use the keyword in that search query as the name of the conference. So then hit submit in Gmail and I would get all of the messages I sent after that event and the replies I got. And that those are people that I need to follow up with, and so I can reply to write those people now and say, "Hey, I know it's been like six months. I can't believe time flies. Did you ever do that thing you said you're going to do?" or you know just follow up with them and see check in with them and see how they're doing.
0: That's a pretty cool tip there. I hadn't thought about doing that and and the thing is is that you know those are those people where that's like your' first, i mean you you met them in person, and mm-hmm. then you you contacted them through email after the conference, yes. hopefully. Continue, hopefully the dialogue has continued in other words. And like, but sometimes it doesn't, though. I don't think sometimes I know. it
1: does fizzle out, and not because of your fault or the person's fault. It's just you, maybe you meet because you have a shared interest in something, but there's, you know, you're a busy entrepreneur. The other person's a busy entrepreneur or whatever the case may be, they're busy and you're busy. And for, you know, it's not, it's not anyone's fault. It's just, there's not a need at the time to, to immediately follow up with you. And so this helps this method helps you follow up with these people that you know you haven't talked to in a long time
0: yeah well i mean even i mean even i have friends here locally that i hang out with face to face and that gets hard you know like mm-hmm. people are busy we mm-hmm. i'm busy they're busy and you know using <laughs> you, you hate to do like hey here i'm sending you i'm sending you a text that has a link to my scheduler so that you can mm. pick a time so that we can meet i mean with online stuff that's a little bit more necessary but like in the tangible world it's still difficult so i i yeah. guess that's the thing is you got to from from what i'm hearing you say is one eric let yourself off the hook it's yes. hard and then two try a little bit more but don't beat yourself up about it just try a little bit not harder but maybe a little little smarter with a couple of smaller tips. What else do you have? What what other ways other than maybe scheduling in the time, you know, daily or weekly where you've got, you know, a chunk of time, small increments or maybe a one one large increment per week or something. Uh and the email tip. What else can I do where I'm not going to feel like I'm letting my friends down cuz I'm not talking to them online?
1: Right, so one thing you could do is if your friends are on Twitter, um, you can create a private Twitter list, and it shocks me whenever I speak, and I still speak a lot on social media marketing and social media social networking because it 's around the networking topic. but it shocks me when I speak it, especially at a social media conference where I talk about Twitter lists, and I ask to show of hands how many people use Twitter lists, and it 's like ten percent of the group. Mm. Um, It shocks me. It doesn't surprise me because Twitter do a lousy job at promoting some of their best features like Twitter lists. But with Twitter lists, you can create a private list and a public list if you want. But that's a different case scenario. But in this case, a private Twitter list of the contacts you want to stay in touch with most. And then you can subscribe to that list privately and keep an eye on that list. So you can refer it's like grouping a group of people together that you want to keep in touch with. And then just referring back to that list when you're waiting in line at the grocery store or, you know, you can do it on your phone or you can do it through – you can add a, a column in like a tweet deck or, you know, a stream in Hootsuite or whatever social media dashboard you use. You can add that Twitter list into one of those columns so that you can keep an eye on their tweets specifically. And then you can just chime in from time to time, you know, let them know you're thinking about them and 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 it actually interact with them. So That's cool. That's yeah. A, that's
0: that segmentation that like prioritizing mm-hmm. or pulling those people out into an easier to digest list of people or i mean you can even do that on your facebook news feed you could create a mm-hmm. like what's that called there i think it's just a friends list maybe
1: yeah yeah or you can just follow people too like if you follow if you choose to follow certain people then their their content is going to appear uh at the top more often you're going to see right. their content more often so that's yeah. another way to do it too yeah that's, that's a good idea yeah So these are all like, yeah, these are all good ways to kind of keep an eye on folks and follow up. And and what I've learned, you know, I just celebrated 10 years on LinkedIn. Um, I just celebrated 10 years on Facebook this last week. And I'm about to celebrate 10 years on Twitter, just the beginning of February. and. In that time, I mean, obviously, I learned a lot about social media, (laughs) but I think a big part of it is really – and as you said, about connecting in real life or connecting in person, if you will. So it's a matter of – I think email is better. I think social is a good way to to tap the shoulders and kind of let them know you're thinking about them. Mm -hmm. Facebook Messenger, instant instant messages is is different. But like email – and then even scheduling a coffee and, and meeting up with people from time to time. I don't live downtown in Nashville where I'm based. So it's a little bit of a commute downtown to meet people. And so you just have to factor that in. But what I've started doing is allocating, and I've been bad at this for a while. So what I've started doing is allocating one coffee a week during a certain time period. Right. And I, and I have created a calendar specific with a link for that.
0: I'm taking a note right now to make sure I've got that set up for myself too.
1: Yeah, because I keep finding that people say, yeah, you know, I'd love to get together. And then I'm and then I just I say, yeah, I'd love to, too. And I'm so busy with so many different things. I'm a dad, too. And, and you know, so I've got family and obviously business. And then I'm traveling with with speaking and and, and things. So so finding the time to do that. But I think it's so important to find the time to do that because relationships can only grow so much on social media. I think really, especially considering how. Social networks are getting, all air quotes, smarter in in what content they show you. If you only rely on interacting on social media, you may never see content from some of your best friends because that social network's algorithm has selected someone else to send send you. That's content true. From. Well, you know what I mean. So you can't just rely on managing your relationships on social. Social's awesome, <laughs> but you can't just rely on that alone. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and yeah, the whole algorithm, I mean, every, I think every single social network now has an algorithm of some Mm -hmm. sort. And, and in fact, that's one of the things that I, I do try to do, maybe not with full success. And I think I need to rethink my strategy, but um, the fact that there are algorithms means break through the algorithm by creating those lists of mm-hmm. prioritized people <laughs> that right. sounds so bad in some ways. But, uh-huh. uh, but no, the ones that you want to be more intentional of continuing or growing your contact or again, rubbing shoulders or tapping on the shoulder and saying, hey, and that kind of thing that mm-hmm. social is really good for, it's, it's good for beyond that too. But that I will go in and you know I'll scroll through Instagram and I will like photos so that Instagram knows I want to see more from those people. So I'll kind of – I'll also kind of try to train my algorithm on these networks to show me more of the people that I want to see more from, which is Mm -hmm. what it's intended for, but not from like a networking angle necessarily. Do people ever really approach it that way? I don't think.
1: No, you're right. And I think you know even with Twitter, like Twitter just – on Twitter's app, like I use TweetBot, but I also use Twitter's native app. Mm -hmm. And Twitter's native app just changed like last week I think it was where the – there's like the home tab at the bottom of the Twitter app. And then there was, I think it was like replies or mentions or whatever. And that's been changed to explore. Yes. So now when you press, you're used to pressing that button to see interactions of people tweeting to you or replies or so on. And okay. instead now you see this explore button, which is a moments, which makes yeah. Twitter now function more like Reddit than it does a yeah. social network.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and again, Twitter since. Sends- what or back in and i forget i think his name was michael something the old ceo back in 2011 said twitter is not a social network it's an information network and you know that's true but that doesn't mean we use it that way
1: right uh, but well, they've been yeah, they've it, been trying that,
0: to train us you know
1: well and twitter start i mean it did start as a social network and it still i think is a social network although that functionality seems to be not as important as it is as the media um, that is being shared on it. It's trying to become a media company like Facebook, right. but yeah.
0: So yeah. I don't know. It's interesting, but again, yeah, I think training your social media to work the way you want it to work is definitely a, a, a lofty goal, but I think it, I think you can, you can get somewhere with that goal. It's not a lost mm-hmm. cause how would you integrate social media online as well as offline? I mean, is there, I guess what I'm getting at is, is I know having scheduling a time, you know, a week that's available to meet in person with people. But uh, most of the time when I see the people that I interact with online that don't live locally, it's when I'm at a conference and that's great. But then those conferences zip by and like, Two day, one day, two day, three days, like I see you at a conference like once a year and then i don't see you anymore in person <laughs> unless mm-hmm. I make a trip to Nashville. How often do you think it's worth you know getting out to conferences that uh are farther away or even some that are you know one or two hour drive that kind of thing
1: i'm a huge proponent of conferences i love I love attending and and seeing people and meeting new people and and even the the buzz of of a of a conference a good conference and um, I just, I love, I love that. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to nearly enough, but you know, speaking hopefully gets me to more each year. Um, I think, I think it's important to to get offline and and to meet the people in person. I mean, I just wrote a blog post um, today on uh, networking for nice people. About how my book deal came to be. So I wrote my book, New Business Networking, like three years ago. What the blog post is, is about connecting the dots in your career and your business or, or in your life. I mean, so if you think of like a milestone you've reached. So a milestone to me is is writing my book, right, and getting my book published. And so I, taking steps back, I realized I always knew the story of, of how the book came to be because my book on networking came as a result of my networking because <laughs> <laughs> I was at a, a, a conference and my publisher was working a table, a sponsor table, and she looked dreadfully bored. Nobody was talking to the sponsors. And I was I was by myself at the moment and I saw her looking really bored. So I went over and introduced myself and started chit chatting. And then I did not go to pitch her on my book because I never even thought of, I mean, I had the idea of this book, but I hadn't done anything with it. I don't even think I told my wife the idea and she said what's your book and we started talking about it and suddenly i you know i explained the I, this concept of this book about networking online and offline and she loved it and you know after a short amount of time suddenly i had this book deal that so my book deal came from networking at a conference however if i take a step back further and connect the dots further it all be it's all because of jason falls Who's an amazing guy. Right. And, and Jason and I first met at South by Southwest in 2007, I think it was, at this bar called the Ginger Man, which changed locations over the years. But um, we met there at a South by Southwest meetup. I didn't really know many people. And we met there and, and really hit it off. And kept in touch online, even though he lives, you know, maybe three hours from me, we never really see each other in person. But then he had a conference in Nashville years later called Explore and invited me to come and speak. And that's where I met my publisher. So going to conferences and networking the right way and meeting new people and following up and keeping in touch like Jason and I kept in touch via Twitter mainly and through our blogs and sharing each other's content over the years it was because of that that led me to my book being published and getting that deal so i encourage everybody to get out and go to conferences whether they are introverted or not i really think getting out and meeting new people uh is really important and so conferences are huge that way um you know it's just important to go with, uh, you know, with a, a loose strategy, uh, some ideas before you go of what you want to accomplish at these things, especially if they're on your dime, um, especially right. if you're spending the money for it, you know. So, in fact, last time, you know, I love South by Southwest, but last time I went it was a couple of years back, I was speaking, but I decided I was on my own dime. I'd left the company that I used to work with. I decided, OK, I've got it. I'm going to spend a week in Austin at South by Southwest, which is not cheap, and decide, you know, if I don't close any new clients or get any new business as a result, then maybe I shouldn't go back. Um, and so I haven't been back since then because I was on my own dime doing it and it's expensive. So, um, But anyway, my my, plan, my point is to have a plan, go to conferences, meet new people, absolutely, and then keep in touch, follow up because good things can happen from that.
0: So I know you mentioned earlier your email trick about you know searching for or, or one sending those email replies or, or introductions or or maybe if maybe if the person that you connected with at the conference was pro- as proactive as uh, you uh, intend to be, they've already sent you an email before yep. you even get home and you're answering stuff on the plane. In fact, that's mm-hmm. actually one of the things I did uh, when I uh, attended NMX and a couple other conferences. I would get the airplane Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. and since I'm already trying to just decompress, I would pull open my laptop or my phone or iPad or whatever. And I would go through the uh, cards right there while I'm in the air and write those right. emails. And even if you don't have, even if you don't want to pay for the Wi-Fi. Uh, open up the offline mode in your yes. email thing. Write those emails while you're offline and then they're done. Mm-hmm. And then you just reconnect and you send them all out and boom, you're done. Like you're you're getting it out of the way because I think what that's one of the things for me is procrastinating after a conference and not taking action on intentionally making a uh, continued healthy connection with that person I'd met has been something that's plagued me in the past for sure.
1: Yeah, no, and this is that's a great suggestion, and and something I do as well, and and have done since I started going to conferences. It's the same thing. I I, I write those replies or I write those emails, yeah, on the flight uh, as I'm heading back home. In the Networking for Nice People Club, which is like this private community I created, I do challenges for the group um, related to networking. And one of the challenges I just did was to count how many business cards you have on your desk right now, and don't lie. Because everybody has business cards from somebody, uh, not your own cards, of course, but, you know, a little stack or big stack of business cards on your desk that have been there for months. And really, you don't know who they are at this point because they're covered in dust and they've just been sitting there. So the challenge was to pick up those business cards and follow up with each person and then, you know, and then take it from there and see where it goes. And then, you know, people respond and and share, you know, anecdotes and stories of, of what happened as a result. So I do these like little challenges to get get people going. And That's get awesome. So networking. it's, it's yeah. networking homework. Exactly. Right, <laughs> uh, right, right, right. One thing I always suggest to people is with business cards is to take notes on the business card when you meet the person, not necessarily in front of them, but after speaking. So if, Eric, you and I meet and we start talking about podcasting because I, I love podcasting too, I, I would make a note on your business card that, you know, Eric loves podcasting. He's really passionate about it and da, 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 da. So that way, when I follow up with you, I am following up on the flight, say, and composing that email, I can see, oh, yeah, especially if you're at a conference where you're meeting like tons of people and you're getting a lot of cards, it can become overwhelming because you forget who these people are. So taking a note on the card as soon as possible after meeting the person about how you should follow up, whether it's sending them a link to a story that's related to what they're interested in or, or an introduction that you should provide that person with someone else in your network. Like this person needs to meet this person. I've got to connect them when I'm home. Um, Things like that can really help you because um, then, then really it's just a matter of you know, you've done it, you've done, you've gone through all the business cards. And so now you can follow up. And as you said, do it on the flight. It's perfect.
0: Yeah. One other cool tip then to add on top of that is if you have a, you know, say you're in a circle and you just talk to two, three people. And then if you're an introvert, in my case, you walk away, you need to recharge for a few minutes before heading back in to the fray of talking with people, pull out your phone, open up Evernote, take a picture of those cards front and back. And then Mm -hmm. in each of those notes with those pictures, you write your notes there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do that.
0: So very cool. Well, tell me more about networking for nice people because I've not heard enough about it yet. And I know (laughs) some people are probably hearing, well, he's given out homework. I don't know how good that could be, but uh, trust me, it's it's more like a scavenger hunt. It's more like, you know, it's like, Hey, go out and do this, challenge yourself, get outside of your comfort zone and good things will happen.
1: Right. Yeah. So I've, you know done a lot of soul searching over the last year or so and really found that everything that i'm most passionate about come back comes back to networking and as i said before like i'm not into like you know take 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 type of networking in fact i have a manifesto at networking for nice that you can actually see or download if you want to share it um if you if you agree with it um hopefully you do I've kept coming back to networking, whether it's online meeting people, whether it's offline meeting people, whether it's, it's about communication. It's, you know, I think the, the tagline I have is it's about connection, collaboration, and community. And and that's what I've always really been into. And so I created this community. It's not just a community. Like there is a paid community, but there's also a blog and there's the free newsletter with, with networking tips each Monday and Friday. And so, but I wanted a place where people were willing to invest by joining and interacting. And I think it's launched at the beginning of January and it's been going really well. And, uh, yeah, it's cool because people help one another. I'm in there doing videos. I'll do a video. When you sign up, you, you share, you know, your biggest networking challenge. And then I pick, one or two people a month and I'll do a video like a Facebook live video in the group addressing that person's uh, biggest challenge because oftentimes those challenges are shared. I mean, no, no person has, you know, no one person has one concern or one challenge. I mean, that challenge is shared among other people. So, um, so I address that challenge and try to, try to provide a solution or some some advice. And uh, yeah, no, it's been going really well. Um, I'm I'm super excited about it. I'm 100% dedicated to it. It's, you know, I'm posting in there multiple times, like at least five or six times a week. But, you know, as replies come and comments, I interact with everybody and and I'm trying to make it a, a really great, vibrant community of of cool people.
0: That's awesome. We need more of that. We need more. Well, one, we need more nice people, but two, there are some (laughs) nice people out there and you need to know how to meet them. So networking for nice people sounds like a great opportunity for that. Where can people find it again?
1: Uh, networking for nice com.
0: Oh, well, that's an easy, that's a nice (laughs) URL. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) Dave, Dave, David's been awesome talking with you again. I've got to make it down to Nashville again sometime soon. It's been way too long. It has my home away from home. So, uh, (laughs) I hope to see you soon, and uh, where can people find you other than networkingfornicepeople.com?
1: That's the best place, but you can reach me on Twitter at Dave Delaney. I'm Dave Delaney on LinkedIn, Dave Delaney on Facebook. Um, I also have a personal blog as well at davedelaney.me where I write more about uh, sort of entrepreneurship, solopreneurship, um, some productivity stuff that you mentioned at the top of the conversation um, and things like that. But but most of my focus is at networkingfornicepeople.com. Cool.
0: I am going to do something unorthodoxed for my show and add a little bit more here just to say here is a networking challenge for the listeners. If you got some value about how to network productively out of this episode, I want you to go to the show notes for this episode and then click through to the Twitter link there for uh, Dave and myself and tweet us and let us know what it is you learned.
1: Yes, I would love to hear from folks. Don't so, be shy.
0: Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dave.
1: Thank you, Eric. Talk to you soon.
0: I really do hope you take me up on that networking challenge there that I just left for you. Go to the show notes for this episode at beyondthetodolist.com slash 163. There you'll find the link to my Twitter account as well as Dave's. Click through and let us know what you think. Got out of this episode. We would love to hear from you. Also, don't forget the offer that Dave made to give you a $10 a month discount and lock that in moving forward if you decide to join Networking for Nice People. To take advantage of that, head on over to networkingfornicepeople.com and use the code to do. That's T-O-D-O. Thanks again, Dave, for offering that. And thanks again, Dave, for having this conversation. I really do hope that you got something out of this and that it sparks a conversation and great ideas for you in terms of productively networking for your future. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I'm Eric Fisher, and I'll see you next episode.